what you listen to Man, what they talking about they talking I got about? my hand up on that Now I'm trying to figure out figure It out. doesn't matter who's the guest Or what's the subject Cause they keep it 100 And I'm all us up, man The real show got you tuned in Race action like a bad chick Texting what's happening They ain't here getting 5 o'clock news The host of the blunt sharing their point of view They going in, man Cause they ain't got no filter Cause they keep it 100 That's why we messing with you Got you up to date with the latest With music and what's trending That's basic On primetime hours You can never go wrong Thinking night music And what's going on Know your neck of the woods like hey, I'll roll on today like Feel it entertained with the radio show Tuesday, Thursday, take it over, let them know Let them tell the phone rings Yeah, I'm on this thing Thanks for hitting the download button to find the radio show on whatever platform they're using because we're on all of them. Got EZ and M16 hanging out with you. EZ, what's going on, man? How you feel? Hey, what's going on, 16? Nothing too much, man. So, listen, I'm going to just jump right into it, man. You know, I mean, folks, if you're listening and you know, you know how to find us, no need to go through all that other stuff. You know where to find us, where to... Download us because obviously you found the show. But can you feel it in the air, Easy? Can you feel it? And this isn't a good feeling, but can you feel it? Because it's coming around. We thought we were past this, but it's coming back around again. And no, I'm not talking about Dorona for once. You can't <laughs> feel it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you have any clue what I'm talking about? Because it's coming. It's it's coming here for you everywhere you go. You're gonna see. Uh. 16, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I'm going to let you in on it because it's something we were griping about before. It's coming back. It's about to be election season soon. Welcome back to text messages, the phone calls, and the several ads that are going to bombard you because out here where we're based in Georgia, it's about to be election season for that seat that was appointed at the end of last year that was up for election at the beginning of 2022. It is come back. Are you ready for it? Uh, am I ready to go vote? Absolutely. <laughs> I meant the harassment. Are you ready? Am I ready for, for... all the harassing commercials? Hell yes. no, but they're going to be there. 
They're not they going are. They already started. Um, are you ready for uh, Traquan testing you? Have you voted yet, fam? You know, are you ready for that? Oh, God. We just know somebody white wrote that. Or somebody named Mike from Vote America who wants to make sure that you go out there and let your voice be heard. Or, or my favorite, people that have your application filled out for you already. You just have to fill out the other part um, so that you are eligible to vote. Right. Like you can't just go and do that yourself. So the reason why I brought that up about the election season is because does any of that stuff really work when it comes to people and them wanting to vote? Meaning, have you ever been swayed by one of these ads or some somebody coming by your door wanting to talk to you about a candidate? Have you legit ever been, you know, have you had your mind changed or more enlightened because of an ad or because some guy coming to knock on your door talking about a candidate? Uh, no, I, I I haven't been personally, but what I would say is a candidate probably has a better chance of swaying somebody by talking to them one-on-one than, you know, through a commercial. So have you had an opportunity to speak to a candidate one-on-one before? Because I actually had one knock on my door. Um, I think it was, was it last year or year before last, somebody who was running for like a local office over here. And, I mean, she was nice and everything. Timing was bad because I was eating, but I still took the time to talk to her for a second. Um, It didn't sway me any. It was cool that, you know, she out there making the rounds and stuff, but it didn't didn't really sway me any. But I guess the reason that I was asking is because do all these tactics end up adding up where most people have already decided which way they're voting already? Well, it's funny you brought that up because um, when I was living in Memphis, I lived in the suburb of the town, and that town, uh, the election was up for the mayor. It was the same time as the 2016 election with Trump and Clinton. And the mayor was heavily, heavily criticized by the people in the suburb because he was, you know, letting a lot of businesses move in and build offices and apartments and things like that and really trying to grow the city. And... You know, there was a guy running against all that, basically. And the guy happened to be, you know, at the, you know, not, you know, like they have to be certain feet away from the facility so that they're not considered influencer motherfuckers or whatever. But I ended up talking to him before I went in to vote. And I was like, hey, you know, I see a lot of people in the community are not happy with you when it comes to you know, this economic development and all this and this. And we just had a a really casual conversation. And to be honest with you, it was really up in the air for me on who I was going to vote for. But because of that conversation, I ended up voting for him. And he only won by, like, 25 votes. (laughs) Like, oh, so. Okay. Yours mattered. Homie being out there probably helped. And having those, you know, conversations with people probably helps sway the votes in his direction. You know? Yeah, I would say you know, so. Maybe, if you there said was, 25 votes, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I ended up moving away like two years later, but he was still, 
continuing his agenda about, you know, trying to get businesses built to help the economy and things like that in the suburb. So, you know, maybe he had to ease concerns about safety and different things like that. I, I don't know, but, you know, I was just like, this is one of those situations where I feel like you could sway a vote. Like a lot of people, they watch debates and debates help. Um, but, you know, they can be perceived different ways. Whereas if you have a one-on-one conversation, you could probably get more intimate with, you know, the prospective voter and try to sway them one way or another, or just knock out some rumors about you that probably are not true, you know, because that's the thing about politics, right? Once it gets really cloudy, like, what do you know? Do you know what's real and what's not? Yeah, and these ads aren't going to sway you one way. The ads are going to be heavy-handed in another direction to show you just how bad the other side would be if you went the other direction. Right. Like the the Warnock, the ones with Rafi uh, Warnock, where you know in the Republican uh, commercials where they're talking about him, where they they showing the part where he's like, "Well, goddamn America," with no context whatsoever, or calling him radical and all this other stuff. And you know, on the flip side, it's the same thing. You know, so I, I and like I said, I brought that up just because I, I know the bombardment is coming. Um, these elections are highly contested. They're very contentious, um, and you know the impact of this race is going to impact the country. So I just, you know, I wanted to toss that out there because I just noticed that the ads are starting to ramp up. If you go watch videos on YouTube, they're specifically targeted. Same thing that'll get it end up uh, infiltrating your your Instagram and Facebook timelines. Whatever you're using is going to start doing that, especially if you're because you know this in an area. Uh, Warnock and Herschel Walker, right? Yeah, or whomever else. I don't. I don't know. There's other people that are trying to run for this too. So I don't know if Herschel Walker got the nod. Well, I was just or, trying or to what. highlight the high-profile people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's one thing that comes to mind when you mention Herschel Walker, and that's this. Get out of my chair, boy! <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, and I don't. I don't want to harp too much on him, but it's funny that. You brought him up because I can try to segue this into where I was trying to get to uh, after this, but we can go ahead and jump into that. But uh, that Herschel Walker, he deserves another one. Of get these. out of my chair, boy! And dude, <laughs> he had a fundraiser for him not too long ago. Um, I, I sent you the list of people on there. It's like you can't like nobody no more, man. Like you just don't know who you out there cheering for. Seriously, like well, well, I know- you ruined it for me. So go ahead and let the world know. Oh, well, I mean, okay, so Herschel Walker had like a, um, like one of these, uh, what do you call it? Like a fundraising dinner or gala or wh- whatever you want to call it that was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for for him, you know, to help him raise awareness and, and money for his campaign. And then when I took a look at the list of people that were on there who were supporting this, these were some names that will resonate with a lot of people, uh, I guess, in our age bracket or near this age bracket that, that would listen to the show, we believe. So one of them right. was Tom Glavin, former uh, pitcher for the Braves, Hall of Famer, uh, was in that. Uh, there was Doug Flutie, uh, former Patriots quarterback, former Boston College quarterback, and I believe he was in San Diego as well, San Diego Chargers back in the day. 
And then the one that struck me was Ric Flair. And this was at Mar-a-Lago. So this was dealing with Trump. Now, again, I don't want to put this out here because we already get this reputation that we lean left and, you know, we, we, we bash folks. I just want to reiterate to the people who listen to this show that we don't lean either way. We will bash both sides because we have, bro, please, you can back me up. We have crushed the Democrats on here before. Have we not? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you know, it goes both ways. Thing with the kneeling yeah, the whole pandering thing. So no, we don't let it, and nobody just gets a pass. So let me just put that out there right now. All right. Nobody gets a pass. So it doesn't matter about the part. But I'm just saying, if you're on the side of what you feel like might have some morals, okay? May have morals. And all politicians have their same level of nonsense. The point I'm making is if you're on that side of it or what that stands for with the insurrection and January 6th and all that other stuff, the, the, the non-mask wearing, all that other stuff, that when you see guys like Tom Glavin, who I was a huge Braves fan as a kid, he's one of my favorites. I, I'm not really big on Doug Flutie or whatever, but he's a name, you know. And the same thing with Ric Flair. It's like, oh, man, you know, you would figure there would be more than that than just throwing a fundraiser for, for Trump and Herschel Walker. It just, it just something didn't smell right with that for me. So there, I've ruined it for people. All right. So there you have it. So yeah. If you look at them the same, that's on you. I know I kind of look at them a little bit, look a little bit different at them, unfortunately. But segueing from how we're looking at that into a subject that I've been waiting to discuss with you at length, Easy, and that's this situation with former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores and his lawsuit against the NFL for their hiring practices as it, uh, as it pertains to people of color, particularly the lack of black head coaches in the league. This is going to lead to me why I'm saying that Bill Belichick is a snake, and this could have been easily have been prevented, not just from him paying attention to who he's texting, but to just – Okay, okay, let's put it into context here, because this has been talked about, where Brian Flores was fired from the Miami Dolphins after two straight winning seasons, all right? He was interviewing or set to interview with the New York Giants for their open position at the time. He got a text from Bill Belichick saying, congratulations on getting the job. Bill Belichick is an old-ass man. I think he's in his 70s, okay? He don't know about no goddamn technology like that. He texts the wrong Brian. He texts white Brian instead of black Brian. All right? So, Brian no, he Flores. he thought he was texting white right. Brian. He thought he was texting white Brian. Brian, uh, what's his name? Brian Daywell? Brian Daywell, and, yeah. and he's texting instead Brian Flores. So, the problem with Flores is that he's saying, you know, Bill's my mentor. So, he's texting me saying, congratulations, you got the job. He took it like, yo, Bill's hyping me up. He knows I have this interview, and he's telling me, yo, you about to grab this. But then he caught on was like, wait a minute. That wasn't intended for me. He was texting another Brian saying that he got the job, and I haven't even interviewed with, with them yet. So he knows in his mind that this whole interview is just a sham. So I remember when we were talking about this via text, Easy, and you were like, well, you know, that's just a, you know, a slip up by Bill Belichick. But in my mind, you know, I didn't let that go. You know, I went further with it. And I was like, wait a minute. 
So if he is that connected to the fact that he knows that Brian Daybold is getting hired, that means he knows that Flores is going to a sham interview. If that's your people, don't you wave him off? Don't you give him that inside information to wave him off? So to me, he's part well, of the I mean, problem with that. Well, he did without doing it, really. I mean, he he literally told him without telling him, right? Like, I mean, Brian Flores knew immediately that, right. But he basically told him, you know, <laughs> without telling him, you know. Um, and then as a, as a black man just being transparent, you can't exactly just say, you know, especially in the NFL, like you can you can't just say, "Oh, uh, I'm out." You know, you can always gracefully bow out of an interview, right? But it doesn't look as right if you're just like, "Oh, I don't want to interview no more." You know, so he probably went through the interview just to show face. Um, you know, but I think it would have been better had he gave. Brian Flores a heads up, like, hey, man, just a heads up, like, I'm hurt. I heard through the grapevine that, you know, they're going to pick Dable. And, you know, you never know, right? Rumors can be rumors, but, you know, it's one of them things where he probably should have been more proactive and just been like, hey, like, this is what I'm hearing. You know, I just want to make you aware. Just still going there and do do the best job that you can do, but you know this is what I'm hearing. And I I appreciate your optimism, bro. It's one of the things I admire the most about you. But your brother is not in that category when it comes to that. I feel like Belichick, with him knowing that already, man, it's a way to explain that. And I know somebody's gonna listen to this and be like, well, how is that on him to do that? Okay. Belichick is, in fact, part of the problem because he helped enable this shit, is my point. If you already know that Brian Dayball is getting the job and not Flores, you, you he's part of the problem because he wasn't going to say yeah, anything. Yeah, but he, check, he, he didn't mean to text Flores. You know what I'm saying? Like, he thought he was texting Dayball, and then he realized he wasn't. So, in one way or another, he... He gave him the heads up. Like, yeah, but like if you get a job, and I know you be, you got the job over you know five different people, whatever the case may be, I'm gonna hit you up and say congratulations. You know, I'm not necessarily worried about what happened with the other candidates, whether they're my friends or not. Like, hey, congratulations, sixteen, on getting this job. Like, I'm happy for you, whatever the case may be. This is some incredible bullshit, Easy. And my point about it is, and I get where, I get where you're coming from, but my point being is, is that he's texting the other guy to congratulate him. So if he doesn't send this wrong text, Brian Flores never officially knows that it's a sham interview when Bill Belichick already knew it was a sham interview that he was going to. Is my point. But sixteen, isn't that isn't that the way? The world works now. Like, you know, you've worked in corporate America for a long time now. I, I've worked for quite long enough to know 
that, you know, you work for a company, they have job openings, and nine times out of ten, they have a feeling of who they want yeah. to get the job. Yeah, that's fact. There is a good old boy There are a lot of instances where they know 16 is getting the job, but they'll still interview EZ or Diva or Cujo or Tiki Blue and still go through the process to make it seem fair. But they already know because they planned this that this person is getting the job. So I would assume that the billion-dollar conglomerate that the NFL is has their own way of doing this. I, you know, like I, I, I get what you're saying, I, and I'm not dismissing your your point because your point you're making is valid in the aspect of the good old boy system exists everywhere. I mean, I, I work behind the scenes in corporate America, so I know how that works. Where when they got somebody groomed. All the proper channels will look like they've been done, but in the end, they're going to choose the candidate that they had in mind in the first place. But in this aspect, he never would have known unless he made the mistake. Now, I'm not placing all the blame on Bill Belichick. So if my tone is that I'm blaming him for the entire racial problem in the NFL, that is not my intention at all. Right. I'm not trying to put that on him at all. He was essentially guilty of just texting a friend. Which you the, already the said problem, you, you would have done. The pro- the problem is the NFL, that there's two issues, right? There's not a lot of minority coaches being groomed to be head coaches, number one. And number two, of the black coaches that do get a job, they are more than likely to not get a second opportunity if they get fired from their first one. If you look through the coaching cycle that just went through, I want to say six of the eight or however many, two of the head coaches, no, I'm sorry, three, three of the head coaches that were hired in this cycle, this is their second time being a head coach. Josh McDaniels, uh, Dennis Allen, and Lovey Smith. Um, Lovey Smith is a rare breed. Lovey Smith is a minority head coach that is getting his third chance to coach an NFL yeah. team. Um, which doesn't happen a lot. A lot of coaches do not see their second time around as a head coach. Look at Leslie Frazier. Look at Todd Bowles. Both of those guys, um, Raheem Morris, those guys are minority coordinators who interviewed for head coaching position and did not get picked. They are still looking to be get another opportunity. And I would say of the, the three I just mentioned, they're probably all deserving of another opportunity. Um, I forgot Leslie all about Frazier Leslie Frazier. He's the defensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. He's half of the reason that they got to where they are because the defense was ranked top five. And he did a right. decent job with the Vikings. It wasn't the best, right? And then yeah, it, but he was okay. Bowles, he was like – he wasn't incompetent. 
Ty Bowles was right. had a bad bad teams in the Jets, man. Woo. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, it's just very rare, and this is really just coaching in college and the pros. Black coaches do not, you know, black coaches take any job they can get because they don't know one when they're going to get one, and two, if they'll ever get another opportunity. A lot of them take what they can get and try to make it work because they don't know if they're going to get another opportunity, you know? So, I, I mean, it's it's interesting, man, but to me that's that's the issue. And I think what makes it worse for Brian Flores is that he's a really good coach. What he did with Miami, in my opinion, was a great job. What he did with that team, yeah, they have some talent, but they definitely played above their bar for sure. And you know he played he he coached there for three seasons, and he finished. It was either a game below five hundred or a game above five hundred. Think about he was that. twenty four and twenty. He was twenty four and twenty five in his three seasons there. There you go. So. With that being said, he definitely deserved to have another shot at it, and he probably would have got one. But then, you know, the lawsuit came around. So now he's suing the NFL because of, you know, what happened with his tenure at with the with the Dolphins and also with some of the hiring practices he noticed uh when he was interviewing for head coaching jobs. What what do you think about the lawsuit sixteen? And what do you think about his premise and what he's suing because of? All right. So let me get this out the way right now. Let me put this out here in the atmosphere so everybody can hear this so they know for sure. That brother has nuked his entire coaching career for the rest of his natural life. He will never coach another down in the NFL. Anybody who believes anything other than that is being as a head coach. Absolutely naive. As a at period, he's not getting a job in the NFL well, he, again he, for nobody. As as we're recording this, he got hired today by the Steelers as a defensive assistant. Okay, that's interesting. Now again, I appreciate you saying that to clear that up on on that part, so I can fix what I'm saying here. So I appreciate you giving me that breaking news on that. I also want to point out that a brother is a head coach of the, of the Steelers, so that I don't feel like that's a coincidence in my view. Regardless, yeah. that head coaching headset will never be put on by him again. He might as well just be capping it. Yeah, and and the and the the similarities between both of them, and let's just be very clear: we don't disagree with what either one of them did. The no. kneeling or Flores saying, hey, this is what I've noticed. This is racist. Yes. I don't disagree with it, period. I think both instances are right and is the right thing to do to address those issues. Fact. I just, I'm being selfish for them and saying that the timing is wrong. For Kaepernick, I felt like with him being a free agent, Get your big contract first or get your money first. Get some more money, right, because you got enough money. But get some more money and then take that time 
the tenure of that three-year deal, that four-year deal, that five-year deal, and use that time to get your checks and continue your agenda, right? Instead of having right. that one season where you're kneeling, now you got three or four seasons, right, that you're kneeling and you're not being uh, silenced by not being signed by anybody coincidentally, right? Oh, because he's not good enough. No. He, he, Colin Kaepernick was good enough to be a quarterback in the NFL, whether it's a starter, a backup, 16 touchdowns, whatever. Four interceptions his last season in the NFL in 2016, just putting that out there. There's a lot of teams that could have used right. 16 to 4 this year, including our Saints. We could have used that this year. But please continue. I'm sorry. Correct. And same thing with Brian Flores. I just don't agree with the timing of it. I get it. It's wrong. It's something that needs to be addressed. But you are still interviewing for head coaching jobs. Why not interview, see where it goes? Oh, man, you just got announced as the head coach of the Houston Texans. Awesome. I just inked this five-year contract. Now I have my platform to tell y'all, hey, the NFL is racist. This is what I went through during my, my, my hiring process. And then if they fire you, bam, number one, it looks bad on their part because they just um, fired you and they just hired you, you know, to a contract, you know, signed you to a contract. And two, you're getting your money. You know, you're getting some yep. more money. Hey, I know people sit there and say, oh, man, well, money ain't everything. Man, look, if you had $10 million and you have an opportunity to get $25 million more, twenty get to $25 million, you would do it, right, as long as it ain't breaking the law <laughs> or killing man. somebody. Hell, if I got $10,000 and I can make it $30,000, I'm going to do it as long as I ain't breaking man. the law or messing man, with tax code. I, I, so I the whole notion about money ain't everything, it, 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 it ain't everything, but it helps. Oh, it helps. And people who say that, like, I'm going to tell you right now, bro, if I was some type of millionaire, like, how these players be getting fined. Like, it would, man, I don't care how many millions I'm making. If I had to sign a check because I got fined $10,000 or I see that missing out my check, I'm going to be pissed about that, man. You, Man, life is short, man. If you got a chance to make money, you do not take any chances on not making that money. You make that money, exactly. all right? And, and, and it's not to say, oh, well, y'all just worried about the money. No. W- with you getting the money, you also extend the time that you have to to talk about your agenda. Alan Kaepernick, if he signs a deal in free agency with the Chicago Bears and then, you know, brings awareness to social injustice, does the kneeling. Buddy, if they cut you after a year and try to silence you, at least you're getting your money. Or you have a franchise that stands behind you. Hey, we just signed this guy to a three-, four-year deal this is our guy. He's using his platform to dis- discuss X, Y, Z, you know, whether they want to do it or not. You know, if, you, if you're if doing what you got to do, then, hey, you know, more than likely the team's going to support you. Again, unless you, you know, raping folks, killing people, doing stuff that's just blatantly wrong. Even though we're not going to get into that, whatever guys have been accused of way worse than kneeling or saying, hey, the NFL might be racist, and they get welcomed back. Correct. So, you know, if they can play, they get welcomed back quickly. And 
I, I guess the, the main point about Flores and when you mentioned timing when it comes to what he did and the same thing with, with Kaepernick, I had considered that because they got a lot of people who don't understand who just want to paint it one way where they say, well, Kaepernick started kneeling because he was ba- he was bad at football that year and he was just doing that just because. Like, why would a dude nuke his entire career, like you said, as a free agent just because he's not playing good so he needs to bring awareness to it so he starts kneeling? It doesn't make sense. It's just like they try to, you know, people try to say, well, he's kneeling. That means he hates America. I swear on everything, bro. I ain't never met a person in my life, in all all my years, met a person who said, well, you know what, man? I just flat out don't like the military or I hate, a, you know, I hate the military. Nobody ever said that. Right. They might be against war or, you know. Right. But nobody ever said, well, we got heat for the military. No, who, who in their right mind would say that? I got family members Nobody. that serve. You got family members that serve. Who would say that? Oh, well, he's just protesting Nobody. the military. Why would he protest the military? What does that have to do with anything? It, it just it circles back to that whole, you know, people feeling comfortable. Oh, oh uh, not just people in the military saying they weren't offended by what he was doing because, you know, that's what they go to war for, his right to say what he wants to say, whether right. you agree with it or not. Right. If he wasn't harming anybody, and I know we're getting off of what we're saying about Flores, but the I guess the bot the bottom line is the same Flores. the same concept. It's the same concept there. Nobody's saying that what what Brian Flores is bringing to the table is wrong because it's not. He he is right because you best believe a white owner is not going to tell a white coach, "Hey man, I'll give you X amount of dollars for every game you lose." Are you kidding me? not happening <laughs> if if a black guy went to an interview with a fortune 500 company slightly intoxicated you think they're gonna hire him no no so uh you know nfl executives should not come to interviews you know uh intoxicated whether, whether you you're really interested in the guy or not you, you know he's making time to fly out to denver or wherever you, you know, he deserves the same respect. It's, it, uh, so I guess the, the, the bigger point with that, like you were saying, was that about the timing. But I'm tired of everybody trying to make things not what they are because they feel uncomfortable about what the reality is. It's the same thing with the critical race theory where it's like, well, if we just erase it and just start from new, we can't start from new because we keep – we're still at – Ground zero, we're still at square one with this. So you can't just say, exactly. well, things are better now. Things are better now. Are they really? Yeah, in they some are. Aspect? But they could they be are. better. They could be way better. They, they could be. If, yeah. If, if the people, man, look, if white folks just stop being so embarrassed about what they did, and this ain't all white people, man, because they got some white people that's tired of this racist bullshit, too. So I'm not painting that broad stroke of it's all of them because it's not, and that's not fair. But the one, you notice a pattern here, bro, and it's going to lead back to something. So you notice the pattern of the, well, Kaepernick's against the, you know, kneeling against the flag. So he's against America. So that part of it. And then you got the same people who were the insurrectionists on January 6th last year or it's the same people that's doing you know 
the the rhetoric about the vaccine, whether or not you want to take it or not, that's that's your thing, whatever. But it all circles back to one thing. You said a mouthful when you said there's no way in the world that a white owner would have asked another white coach to throw games. Now, I'm not trying to do this whole connected dots thing, but it leads back to somebody that we mentioned earlier, and that's Trump. Because the owner of the Dolphins is a staunch Trump supporter, has had several fundraisers for him. All it is is just people showing you who they really are and showing you what they stand for. So unfortunately, with Belichick sending that wrong text and then him and Urban Meyer and like Kelsey Grammer showing up at Mar-a-Lago, these people are showing you who they really are. Whether inadvertently, on purpose, however, they're showing you where they stand. Brian Flores was shown to just be the angry black guy who couldn't get the job done, but even though he took a lesser team and made the most out of it, but it wasn't good enough. Or because you brought up Levy Smith and his third opportunity. This one screamed, oh, my God, we got to hire a black guy. Hey, y'all got to do us this solid. Who can we get? Okay, Lovey Smith will do. He's there. Just hire him. He's the name they know. Good, cool. Do it. No slight on Lovey Smith. I'm just saying, man. All the people who enable it, who don't yeah, step but, up to say anything, but, but are just as lovely. Lovey Smith, Lovey Smith got his job at the hands of another black guy. If you wanted yep. to hire Lovey Smith as your coach, you could have just kept David Curley. Why fire yep. him? He was in a no-win situation. And they feel like once they have one, they can't go back to it. Because if you think Denver, who had Vance Joseph, if you think that they was going to fire Vic Pangio, that they was going to hire another black dude, they met that quote already, bro. They were not going to hire no Brian Flores. Believe that. Believe it. Bank on Because, you know, I, I mean, and, and I'm not and trying Vance to point Joseph the finger. a good example. Somebody that's never going to get another opportunity, and he did more with less. It's not happening. So I just, I, bro, you want to get me triggered, you know, you get me to talking about stuff like this because it don't have to be this way. It legit doesn't. And we're still talking about this, it, man. It, it, it doesn't, bro, but the reason it will continue to be a thing is because just like corporate America, just like the NFL, just like other big businesses, big organizations, they are ran by white people. And that's not to say white people aren't trying to do the right thing, because there are some that are trying to do the right thing. They are. But they got a lot. At the end of the day, just like black people, you know, Mexicans, Asians, we're going to look out for the people that look like us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, 16, I got a, you know, I got a daughter. She's trying to get into HR. You're doing well in HR. Can you hook my daughter up since we're friends? You know, that kind of thing. Yep. yep. It happens because we're trying to help each other out. Well, to put a bow on this, this sports, slash race talk is that remember in all aspects especially when it comes to this even though people say that they want to change and if you ever want to be infuriated go listen to Roger Goodell's answer when he was asked about this 
when he was talking to I forget the guy's name who used to be with with Sports Illustrated, and he could not answer the question about why they're not diverse. Remember, people are always gonna show you who they are somehow, some way. It's gonna come through, and enabling. Yeah, but that's just the thing. That's just a that's just a deeper. <laughs> that's a that's a deeper topic though, right? Because to own an NFL team, you need a net worth of at least. $4 billion. At least. Yep. I'm not sure we can name that many black people that have that much money. I mean, that'll do some research. And, you know, we, don't, we ain't keen on research right here. So, we, you know, we may revisit this subject. We're going to see Byron but, but, Allen. But I brought up. it up because he, Roger Goodell knows that the only way to get the league diverted is if they have some representation of diversity in ownership. Well, we're going to see how that works out. The, the Broncos, is trying to buy the the Broncos, Broncos are going for sale. The, the Broncos, they're selling their team. The owners that have it, they're selling the team. Yep. At minimum, it's going to charge somebody $4 billion to get that franchise. Yep. This would be a great well, opportunity if, if the NFL was really about it to say, hey, we're really making a concerted effort to try and get minority owners in the NFL – besides Khan, who's uh, the Jacksonville owner. And we're doing a search to try to find minority investors and business people to buy the Broncos. You know, it ain't got to be black people, but Asian, Mexican, whatever. You know, we're, we're looking to see if there's an ownership group out there that wants to, wants to buy the Broncos that happens to be minority. We're gonna see. You know, if Byron, I mean, Byron Allen is up for it, so he's got a group together. So we're gonna see how serious the NFL takes. Who is? It's a it's a black comedian who owns a lot of media. Um, his name is Byron Allen. Is in the mix for what, the Broncos. Do you know his network? Ownership. I know this is like on the spot. Oh, he's short. He's short, but he's got a group together to get the money. So he right. would be the majority owner. That's all that matters. Yeah. So he has a group. So he would be the majority owner of the Broncos. He'd be, you know, the first one. I don't know how fair of a shake he's going to get, but he's in the conversation. So it's it's one of those, you know, to be continued, you know, put a, put a you know, a pin in that, uh, you know, we'll wait and see. But I'm not cautiously optimistic at all. Uh, Yeah. So he's his net Byron Allen's net worth is four hundred and fifty million dollars, and oh. kudos to Magic Johnson because Magic Johnson is a great example in my eye because he is a, the owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers, right? He's a part yep. of that major, majority ownership group, yep. but you know he's connected, right? Hey, Joe, Billy Bob, hey man, let's put our money together and you know. Do this thing. Oh yeah, Magic, we boys. You know, let's do that. So you know, maybe Byron Allen needs to round up some folks. Yeah. So apparently, like I said, he has a group. We're gonna see it. It's ongoing. We'll keep up with it and see where it is. But like I said, with that, I'm not cautiously optimistic. But you know, definitely um, appreciate the conversation about that and um, look forward to. I'm always that part. I am optimistic about. 
is just hoping that one day this all is going to change and this will be a conversation to really for sure put in the past. But right. this is what we got going on with that. So, you know, hopefully that changes soon enough. High budget applause. Pulling up great stuff. All right. We appreciate everybody out there that's listening to the radio show. Um, so we're going to uh, jump into random here at the end here, but uh, I do want to uh, quickly slide in just uh, one song here on the show. Uh, we're going to play a friend of the show here, uh, Richie Evans. He's got a song called Overdose on Arrogance. We're going to go ahead and uh, and play that, and then when we come back, we're going to wrap up this show with random, as uh, we always seem to do. So, uh, yeah, so just hang tight there. Of course you're going to hang tight. You downloaded this, so you're sitting there waiting. So just remember and never forget, you're not just listening to a radio show or some radio show. You're listening to the radio show. We will be right back in just a second. And, you know, try to be calm. I know we did a bunch of race stuff. You know, some of you might be triggered. Don't be triggered. We're still always here to have fun, but we're going to get that point across. You know, every chance we get, we're going to try to, you know, get that across. But anyway, enjoy the song. We'll be right back in just a second. You are now listening to the radio show. Oh, no. Yes. Black women can have long hair. No, I don't have weave in my hair. Do not touch my hair without asking. And don't continue to ask me 50 questions about, well, I mean, are you sure you're all black? Black women can have nice hair, long hair, (laughs) curly hair, wavy hair. Bitch, shut the fuck up. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. You're listening to only the best internet radio station in the world. No, the universe. Vodka, I chase it with that grapefruit. My vibe is a million, really, I'm on straight through. Louis V. Damier, young Richie Cash is clay. The life of Pablo, swinging to my nigga, yay. My glow is infectious, my grounds on some nephews. And the of me, you know who best is. Yeah, confidence at the highest cost. You can't call yourself a boss if you ain't took a loss. And got it all back, pure stacks, all racks. It's all hustlers over here, baby, all facts All arrogant, hopping out Carrera whips Show you I will never miss Kobe I'm branding night to my city cause I'm solidified To all you new motherfuckers who been missing vibes You better rearrange your game plan and improvise I'm in the studio, really in the studio Drinking champagne and Don Julio huh. I told Justin get them vocals right So we can touch a couple million in the summertime I want the Wraith, he want the Ferrari I'm on that Creed, he on that Bugari Smelling great
You are now listening to the radio show. Possible. Chameleonaire made enough to set himself up for life based on uh, riding dirty just off the ringtone. Hold on. Chameleonaire is not a a one-hit wonder. He made some other songs. Name them. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. with you all right so you just checked out a track from friend of the show and the interview is in the archives with richie evans all right overdose on arrogance all right you can find that streaming on all the platforms spotify apple music title deezer wherever you get your music it's available there description will be or the artist name and the song name will be in the podcast description all right so we're back to close out the show here with random where Random is what it says. It's random. It could be something profound. It could be something funny. It could be whatever, because it's random. Easy. We talked a lot of stuff, man, but I know you got something randomly going on in that head of yours, man. What you got? Uh, Man, you know, online food delivery, right? DoorDash, Uber Eats, all that stuff. You know, if I order food from y'all, and it costs, you know, 20, 30 bucks to be delivered. But that shit takes over an hour to get here. I need some kind of discount. Some kind of $5 off, inconvenience, credit, or something. Because y'all really told me my stuff was going to be here at 1230. And it came at 135. And I still had to pay full price. Uber Eats, I need to have a chat with y'all. Because I had to warm my shit up and everything like that. And we just can't let this keep happening. Because ain't no way people still going to continue to use y'all app if shit's going to be an hour late. Because imagine if I was really hungry, right? I would have had to eat a few snacks before this shit even came. That's all I got to say. <laughs> At that point, you could have just went and got it yourself. Right. I mean, I know you didn't want to. That was the whole point of ordering Uber Eats. But at that point, you know, you check the time on it, you know, and just go get it yourself. I agree with you. And then you got to pay $2 exactly. extra to be priority. Because you know the person picking up like 10 orders. Right. But so. but, but that's shit. You're really opening Pandora's box because that's bullshit in itself. I, I didn't pay for the priority because the difference between priority and the standard time was five minutes. Oh, your wait is 40 to 45 minutes if you do priority instead of 50 to 60 minutes. Like, excuse me? <laughs> I can, man, I can just feel your frustration because you're like, now nah, I got to microwave this. It might not be as good. I'm frustrated. You know. Sorry you had to deal with that. It's I mean, like, thankfully oh, you know. it was ramen, right? So it's really easy to heat back up. But golly, man. Imagine if that was like, Fried chicken or something. Ooh, ooh. Oh, 
it'd have been ruined. You probably had to put it in the oven. It would have been a whole thing for sure. My view. But you know, whatever, whatever. It's cool. They know what they're doing. All right, so easy. I got I got two here. I got two things here. I'm gonna try to make them quick because you know me and my rant. So my first one is, we live in Atlanta. Okay, the traffic here is 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 horrific. I can't describe that how bad it is. Every hour is rush hour. But I got something for people who do not wave when you let them in or out somewhere. You better wave at me, goddammit, because chances are if you get in front of me, you ain't going to drive right, you ain't going to go, and you're going to do something to piss me off. The least you could do if I'm deciding to let you out in traffic or in a lane is to wave at me. I don't ask for much. I ain't want to really let you over in the first place, but I'm trying to be courteous. So the least you could do is wave. It's not entitlement. I don't have to do it. The same way we're holding open the door for somebody. You can say thank you. I mean, people like that, they just really piss me off. Like, just throw your hand up. Acknowledgement. That's all I'm looking for, because I ain't have to do it. I could have really worked overtime to keep you from getting over. So wave next time. And if you're one of those people who don't wave when somebody lets you over, to hell with you. Fix that shit. Wave at that next person. All right? I'm not asking you to do it. I'm telling you you need to do it. But my wife will blow at somebody that doesn't. Like, hey, where's the, throw your hand up. Acknowledge me. My other half of that is, remember, I, I don't know if you remember easy, you might, where I said that one thing that I wanted to leave in 2021 is to do your own research person. There's another person that I would like, would have liked to left there too. And again, this is not disparaging to anybody who wants to choose to vaccinate, not vaccinate. That's ultimately your choice. But the build your immune system guy, I need you to go away. I need you to go away immediately. I know Elderberry works on all that stuff, but I need you to get the hell gone. Because how do you know how you're building it up? How do you know? Are you a professional? Oh, wait, you're not a doctor, so how do you know? So how do you know what's building your immune system? How can you say, well, I don't do that stuff. You know, I don't do all that. I'm, I'm busy building my immune system. I'm having elderberry. I'm drinking this tea. I'm doing that. Great. But how do you know that's helping your immune system? Only a doctor can diagnose whether or not your immune system is functioning properly and whether or not you're at risk. So all of a sudden you are an expert now because you found out elderberry works? Build your immune system person? Oh, I don't do that. All I'm saying is that stop trying to force that on me. If I want to go another route on that, just like it's your right not to choose it, it's my right not to eat. So I choose not to listen to your bullshit. And that's all I got. That's my random for this week, Easy. I know you're probably looking like, what the hell? Uh, actually, I, I resent. I, I relate to both of them. I agree with you. If I let your ass, you know, come across this two-lane highway so that, you know, you can get where you're going, you better wave at me or honk at me or something. Because I, I sure is wave and honk and make sure the people see me and thanking them when I do it. So they better do it for me. Especially in Atlanta where we've got these four-lane highways and your ass trying to bust a left and you know damn well you ain't going to do it unless somebody let you through. Yeah, you need to wave, honk at them, put your window down, say thanks. And I agree with you, too, about the build your immune system guy. Um, if I took the vaccine, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> um, I'm trying to build mine up with the vaccine, okay? So, yeah, they wish they could have said it in 2020, actually. Because they got them out there. I'm busy building my immune system. I'm busy using this product and that product. 
Okay, great. But I don't call you a, a dummy for that. Or I don't say, well, what are you? What poison are you putting in you? Well, what poison are you putting in you? Okay, I'm not judging, so don't judge me. But you can really just, yeah, you really could just stay away though. Seriously, you, that guy, and the the slow Uber Eats guy, y'all can just go somewhere together, and have fun together. Cause I'm good on that. I tell you one thing, I ain't good at. Well, I don't say good at. I'm not good on, and that is people not listening to the radio show. Make sure and check us out because we're, you know, doing good stuff around here. And this was good conversation, easy. Touched on a lot of things here, man. Yeah, we did, and all in an hour, man. This must be a new record. It must be. And I will say this, too. Are we being silent? Is this why we only did an hour? Is the NFL out to silence us? I don't know. Did the FBI enter the chat? I don't know. But did I just start a conspiracy? You might have. But I do want to say that you can catch more of this type of intellectual conversation each week in your podcast feed and a lot of times on YouTube, too. Because we're here to entertain you, but we're also here to educate as well. Because we know stuff. We ain't ignorant. We see what's going on. Yeah, we know a thing or two. We do. So, we definitely and, and for, for Christ's sake, stop telling 16 we're leveling. Please. I'm tired of him ranting about it on the phone. I mean, it's not the first time I've heard it. They said that we lean that way, and I'm like, how? Where did they get this from? We cross both sides, man. We're fair to both. Is it my fault that sometimes the right can just be a little bit more ignorant? Is that my fault? No, it's not. Go take some elderberry and look yourself in the mirror. <laughs> we should be with elderberry. <laughs> Damn, man. I don't have any issue with elderberries. It's actually pretty tasty. Also, it is. Another yeah, one thing. Old people, or just people in general, make sure you know who you're texting. You just never know when you might be fanning the flames of racism by remembering who you're texting. Looking at you, Bill Belichick. You old guy, you. <laughs> or in a telegram. <laughs> yep. So you should have sent a telegram or something. Or just call him, goddammit. I don't know. Just figure it out. Easy, a pleasure as usual, sir. The pleasure is all mine, 16. Appreciate it. Please check out the radio show. Check us out. Facebook, the radio show. Instagram, at it's the radio show. Subscribe to us on all your podcast providers. Just search for the radio show or the radio show, the aftermath. We would love for you to give us a follow, a like, whatever, it all helps. So, for my brother EZ, I'm in 16. Thank you so much for the support, and we will catch y'all, you know, soon enough. Yeah, that's good enough. Soon enough. Take your elderberry, build your immune system. You are now listening to The Radio Show.